So when we think of half halt as riders, we often automatically just jump to the conclusion that it must be something to do with riding and being in the saddle. But you know you can also do a half halt on the ground. You can even do it on a lunge. But today I'm going to talk about half halt in your groundwork and how it can help the overall conversation. Hi there, my name is Orna Leeson and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world, helping you to have better conversations with your horse. And this was something that came up recently in one of my free online groups um, where we were talking about the half halt on the ground and so many riders were confused and they were asking me, hold on but isn't that in the saddle and then other riders were saying but you can't do that on the ground or how do you do it on the ground and it kind of went on and on and on so long story short I decided a I need to make a podcast episode on this and b I'm going to do a free live training on it as well so stay tuned to the end for details on the free live training on how you can start implementing this and a couple of other things um, into your groundwork and how they're going to help your riding. And I think that's where I want to begin with this. You see, I'm a firm believer that groundwork should help your riding, okay? Groundwork for the sake of groundwork, for the sake of groundwork, for the sake of groundwork is fine. And it does help build a partnership. It helps set boundaries. It helps do all these fun stuff. But when I'm talking about groundwork and when I'm working with riders and I want to kind of use that word there that's a really important word riders I feel that riders in particular are not taking enough time to become really mindful about what they're doing on the ground and then noticing how that's actually having an impact when they're in the saddle and I feel that using your half halt on the ground can be actually where you can begin this conversation if you've never done this before and you can also then begin the conversation with your horse so the first thing i want you to do is i want you to get really clear on what aids you're using right now with your horse okay so when you're on the ground obviously we're talking about groundwork so when you go out the next time with your horse i want you to begin leading your horse up and down okay so you're going to lead your horse anywhere you want i don't care it makes no odds but you're going to stand beside your horse and you're going to lead your horse now whether you decide to do this with a bridle and using the bridle to lead the horse or a head collar and lead rope it's entirely up to yourself it doesn't really make any odds but what i do want you to begin noticing are what aids you're using to communicate whatever it is you want your horse to do with your horse okay so the obvious one particularly after what i've just said are your hands okay so you're going to use your hands you use your hands in the saddle your reins obviously you do and you also use your hands on the ground so you use your hands whether it be again you're leading using the bridle and you you're holding the actual reins or whether it be you're using a head collar and a rope okay your hands are important and your hands are going to be for many riders the very obvious ones but just like when we learn to ride initially and just like when you're leading initially your hands begin to play a different role over time so initially they can be almost the main aid for many riders and i'm saying riders i'm using that inclusively to include people on the ground as well okay so it becomes the main aid or it starts off being the main aid okay so it's the one that you rely on it's the one that when you want to ask your horse to stop or to go or to turn it's the one that you use okay but over time as you know when you're in the saddle and also on the ground your other aids begin to play a bigger role and I call this the balance of aids 
there's like all these different aids and it's like if you could imagine a pie chart and at any given time and in any given movement the amount of aid a particular aid that's being used is going to vary depending on what you're doing who you're doing with when you're doing the the level of training all the different things okay and as you become more experienced and as you become more skilled as a rider, as an equestrian, as a person working with horses on the ground or in the saddle, you are going to find that your hand aids, it's not that you won't use them, you will, they're still going to be part of the conversation, but they won't be as big a part of the conversation, okay? So again, bring this back to your leading your horse, you're on the ground beside your horse, you're leading your horse, and you're going to ask your horse to stop, Okay, what are you going to do? Well, your hands will play a part, but I want you to think of the other aids now. Let's get a little bit deeper into this. What are your other aids that you're going to use? Well, you might use your voice. That would be a big one. And in fact, the voice is a marvelous aid because the voice is the one I feel that really and truly has the power to begin helping you to transfer what you're doing on the ground across to being in the saddle. Now, this in and of itself is a whole other conversation for a whole other episode, but I do want you to pay attention to the fact that your voice is really powerful, okay? And when it's used correctly and consistently, it can do all that for you, okay? So your voice may be another thing. Now, let's go a little bit deeper. What else would you use, okay? you might choose your position, your body position, okay? So where you are in relation to the horse and your position on the ground is just as important as your position in the saddle. Think about it. The only reason your position is so important is because when you are in a good position, it means that you are more clearly able to communicate whatever it is you want to communicate to your horse, okay? positioning. That's all it is. Positioning is how clearly or being in the best possible position to clearly communicate whatever it is you want to communicate, okay? And by moving your position or by changing your position, you'll find that you can make your um, your communication clearer or you can make it more muffled or you can confuse it a little bit. You can even make it to the point where it's not being heard at all. And that's all to do with position. And as I said, your position on the ground is just as important as your position in the saddle, okay? So you could play with your position. Again, we're on the ground here. You're walking with your horse. You're asking your horse to halt you can play with your position. You can have a look at, okay, if I stand here, what happens? If I move here, what happens? If I stand this close, if I stand this far away, if I go forward, if I go back, there's lots of different ways. And from that, and I want to lead to this, but I do think they are two separate aids, but they are closely related. Your body language, okay? Your body language is another really, really powerful aid. And I want you to think about your body language, and particularly when you're on the ground with your horse, a very simple way of thinking about this is the direction you're facing and how you're moving your shoulders or just parts of your body in order to get a specific idea or a specific question across to your horse, okay? So for example, if you want to maybe ask your horse to halt, like what we just said here, and that, that was the kind of example we're using, you could use your shoulders to close the door a little bit and then you can also in the same way use your shoulders to open a door okay so shoulders are important and just body language in general is important body language is also to do with your eyes your eye contact what you're doing it what you're doing with your fingers or your hands at any given point and um, 
your legs and where you're putting them. It's all to do with your communication, your overall communication, your posture. That all comes into body language, okay? So that is important as well when you're asking your horse to stop, okay? Now, I want you then to think about what guides all of these things. It's your thoughts, okay? And we often don't think of our thoughts as being an aid, okay? We just, you know, we, we have to do all the time. We're doing before you do, you have to think about doing. And that's why your thoughts, when you begin to really actively engage your thoughts, and when you begin to get really mindful, okay, what do I want my horse to do? What's the best possible way that I can explain to him that that's what I want him to do? And then how can I tell him he's done the right thing? Okay, or he's on the right track. They're all thoughts. And those thoughts then guide what you're physically going to do. They'll guide the actions you're going to take in that situation, okay? So your thoughts are also a really, really powerful aid. So let's bring this back to the half halt, okay? We've been talking about asking our horse to halt on the on the ground, walking with our horse, asking him to halt. But we actually opened it with the half halt. So I want you to think about when you're in the saddle, what does the half halt mean to you? The half halt's basically just a way of getting your horse's attention. Can I have your attention, please? Can you bring your attention back here to me? Something is about to change, or I need to tell you something, I need to communicate something. Either way, I need your attention. That's what I need. And whether that attention is because we're going to balance, or we're going to rebalance, or we're going to turn, or we're going to transition, or going to do whatever it is we're going to do I need your attention and you must begin thinking about the half halt on the ground as being the same thing so I want you this week to begin playing with your same aids all these aids we spoke about and there are more okay but begin playing with the aids in order to get your horse's attention now what's also important with the half halt and why it's not the halt is because the half halt is just can i have your attention please but you remain moving you stay moving forward you stay moving and thinking forward okay and it's important to recognize that so this is where what we mentioned all these different aids this is where you're going to have to start thinking about how your position your body language your voice are all going to back up the half halt element not just the halt element do you understand? So there's going to be a balance of aids and it's going to be just this little, whoop, come back here to me a little bit. I need your attention for a second and then you let him walk on. And I want you also to begin experimenting a little bit with how the physical actions you would take in the saddle regarding the half halt, how you could maybe begin to mimic those on the ground and then begin looking for the results that you get with your horse as your horse begins to first of all identify hold on she's actually saying something and secondly ooh, i think i should respond okay so that's important as well okay this was just a very very brief training on this i want to get into this more and i want to help you to begin using this and another three key things that i feel is really going to help you on the ground to have better conversations in the saddle with your horse in a free live training i'm doing you can pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash training and you can sign up there and um, it's absolutely free and I want to take you through the four different moves on the ground that are going to help you have better conversations with your horse in the saddle okay I hope you have a great week keep well and I'll chat to you soon be good bye